In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Well, this is an exciting evening, and hearing the word read from the Acts of the Apostles, perhaps even it seems a bit prophetic that the first deacon is named Stephen, and here we are witnessing the diaconal ordination of Stephen. Now, I've learned one thing in this diocese, that almost whatever church you go to, you'll, you'll find a Stephen serving in that, in that church, so uh, we're happy to have two after this evening uh, serving around our altar it's a privilege tonight, this evening also, to have the opportunity uh, to preach. We've been praying for our bishop's eyesight, and so having me preach allows him to rest his eyes, and it gives me a great opportunity to preach an ordination, which doesn't happen all that often. So let me just begin by saying, Steve, tonight's a big deal. This is a big deal, because ordination is a big deal. Not that Steve's a big deal, per se, though in his own way, Steve's a big deal. And those of us that know him know that he's a big deal. But ordination, God's calling of people into his church, is a big deal. Steve, you are being ordained to a holy order. And let us note the word holy in that phrase, holy order. Holy because God himself is holy. And it is he who has divinely established the office of deacon in the church, and we read that in the Acts of the Apostles. But it's also holy because you are being set apart, if you will. You are being consecrated and set apart for a special service in God's one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Tonight, Bishop Keith makes a deacon for the church of Jesus Christ, not just the parish of Epiphany. We have another deacon in God's holy church this evening after the ordination Again, privileged to have Steve serving with us here at Epiphany, including his, uh, his season of being a deacon as he makes his way to the priesthood. He will still get to serve here at Epiphany. But again, he is now a servant of the church. He always has been, but now differently. He's a deacon in Christ's church. Hence, again, it's a special service in the church because it's the diaconate. Now, through our baptismal vows, we are all called to ministry in God's church and in the world. None of us can escape that through our baptismal vows, and I hope you're not trying to escape that through your baptismal vows. We are all called to ministry in the church and ministry and service in the world. But Steve, you are entering into a unique vocation wherein you are called in a particular way God's call was particular to you in this regard, to serve the people of God. And the emphasis here is on service. And this service, it seems, from the reading from the Acts of the Apostles, can be quite practical, such as serving food to Greek widows who feel neglected by other people who weren't serving them food as well as they thought food should be served to them. And for a church that has a potluck every week, we're particularly excited about this aspect <laughs> of your ministry. Liturgically, you will proclaim the gospel in the midst of the congregation. You'll invite the congregation to make their confession to God. You'll set the altar for the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. And you'll dismiss God's people into the world for mission. Those are the things that you will do liturgically. But as a deacon... Your main task is one of service, the Greek word diakonia, which is where your title will come from, comes from. 
You are equipped and you are called by God to do this. The congregation has affirmed this by way of your discernment committee, by way of the vestry receiving that report, by way of my own sense of your calling into this ministry, the bishop's affirmation of that calling, the clergy formation team's affirmation of your calling. A lot of people have affirmed your calling to serve. And you're equipped, again, by God and called to do this, affirmed by us, the Diocese of Western Anglicans, Bishop Keith. And in this, we have recognized that you, to quote the Acts of the Apostles, are a man of good standing, full of the Holy Spirit and of wisdom. So we reflect on those elements. Notice it didn't say that the first deacon, Stephen, had any good reputation of being a good server. I don't know what your first job was, Steve, much less anyone else here, but my first job actually was to wait tables at a restaurant. And, lest I boast, I was pretty good at it. (laughs) I made good money and learned how to carry a big tray with a lot of breakable things on it at any given time. Did not, in fact, break those things, but it was service, literally service. I took orders, someone cooked the food, I put it on a tray, I carried it out, I served, I went back, asked them if everything was okay. We all know how this works, right? Literally, I served tables. But it's not that you have a particular gift for serving tables, though maybe you do. At least the axe doesn't single it out as a particular requirement. Matter of fact, whatever areas of service we could imagine, the book of Acts and calling these first men doesn't concern itself with any of them. Steve and I met here the other night so he could practice at the altar setting it. He's been watching Father Steve set the altar, but we met up here, took all the vessels out, right? Got the priest host and everything so that Steve could practice. But again, the Acts of the Apostles doesn't say that you even have to be good at that to be a deacon. There's no test per se that you have to pass. Again, we don't load up a tray precariously with large glasses of water or something and say, see how quickly you can get across the gym with this tray. We don't, we don't, we didn't time you. I wasn't timing you on Monday evening here at the altar. No, we didn't, I didn't take you to the back and say, now dismiss the congregation louder, too loud, inflect this way, inflect that way. No, we didn't do anything like that. Matter of fact, we haven't even gotten to some of the things that you'll need to know how to do as a deacon We've never handed you a thurible full of hot coals and said, start sensing someone. (laughs) And we will teach you to do that before you sense me. (laughs) But the Acts of the Apostles doesn't concern itself with any of that. In fact, it looks at the character of these men that were called. Again, they were men of good standing, full of the Holy Spirit, and of wisdom. I imagine these Greek widows were perfectly happy having these men dedicated to serving them efficiently and that they did not feel neglected any longer. But it wasn't, again, their serving ability. It was that they were people of good character. So let me just walk through that with you. People of good standing, what does that mean? Well, reputable. And Steve, you are. You have a good reputation. We have the privilege of working together at Biola. Whenever your name comes up, whether I raise it or someone else raises it, it's always a good report. Students who have taken your self-defense classes tell me fun stories about the things you say and do. Your street biking class has a bit of a reputation as well. You have a reputation, to be honest, but it's a good one. It's a good one. God has gifted you to be reputable. You're a man in good standing. 
not just in this congregation, but before others. You are also a man full of the Holy Spirit. So if being reputable might be more natural, you are supernaturally filled with God's Holy Spirit. I won't, but I will tell you what Steve said when we were practicing the ceremony earlier. In a few minutes here, Steve's going to kneel before the bishop, and we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to move and to come down upon Steve. And Steve, as gently as he could in my presence and with the bishop, he said, I'm a little more charismatic than Father Greg. So, you know, if the Spirit starts to move and move you, you know. And I said, Steve, I won't even take offense at that, actually. (laughs) So, Steve, we know you are full of the Holy Spirit, as all Christians are, but we know this evening we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you in a special way. And that, like these men, turns out there were 12 of them, we're told later in Acts, these 12 men who were all men of good standing were also men full of the Holy Spirit, and you are as well. And finally, these men, we are told, are full of wisdom. I think that's true of you, Steve. You are a man of great wisdom. God has worked through you and Betsy over the years in a host of different ministries, all of it very people-focused. But I don't think it's just the wisdom that comes from having lived in northern Canada working with the Slavey people or the years of working with students at Biola I don't think it's because you're married to a therapist who shares clever insights with you and probably analyzes you quite regularly, (laughs) and maybe rightly so. But I think full of wisdom here also means that you are one who is rooted in the Holy Scriptures. That first and foremost, you know that true wisdom comes from God's Word. That it's not enough just to be full of God's Holy Spirit, but that you also need to be full of the wisdom that comes by way of that illumination of the Holy Spirit when it comes to Holy Scriptures. And so when you read the gospel for us next week, we know that you are reading a book with which you are quite familiar. We know that you are reading a book whose words you have meditated on through many years of your life, that you've relied on in your life, that you have translated for the benefit of others. So we know that you are full of wisdom. The word of God is in you. And again, this is a big deal. This is what qualifies you, Steve, that you're reputable, a man of good standing, that you're full of the Holy Spirit and trusting after tonight even more so and that you're full of wisdom and that you will continue to study and learn from the scriptures. This journey towards the diaconate started a long time ago in many ways. And I met with Steve and Betsy, or we were invited over to their home. I can't quite, I think it was a meal at their house. And Steve had just recently told me that maybe God was calling him to holy orders. And I said, well, maybe you could start by doing some reading. I don't know, many of us in this church make a living at reading. And most of us find reading to be what allows us to make a living, even if it's not what we get paid to do. We love to read in this church. And so I rattled off some books for Steve, and within a Three days, there was an email saying, okay, I bought those books. I've read two of them. It led me to a couple of more. I bought them as well. Right? Steve, you, you want to learn. But again, it's not books in place of the scriptures, that, it, that you're reputable standing and that you're full of the Holy Spirit. You keep pouring theology and the scriptures into you. And let me just say, you need to keep doing these things as a deacon in God's church. These things, of course, do not end. This is only the beginning And Stephen himself, in our reading from the book of Acts 
this evening, he himself is set apart in a particular way, right? So there's this general sense of all of these men exhibited these traits in particular, right? But this Stephen, who we know later is is killed for his faith, Stephen is singled out in particular for the kind of man that he is. He's a man who's full of faith in the Holy Spirit. So in one sense, the text is just reiterating what has already been told us about all of these first seven men and eventually uh, the 12 that were chosen to be the first deacons. But Stephen is singled out as a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. So let me just simply end by saying, Steve, you are those things. And you need to continue to be those things. So it's our privilege this evening as a parish, as your friends, as your family, as congregants this evening, to support you, to affirm this calling in your life, that we get to witness to you to make these vows to become a deacon in the church of Jesus Christ. And we support you in that, and we love you and care for you, and we want you to flourish in this ministry. But first and foremost, before you get anything right liturgically, would you just keep being a good person? Would you please keep being a man of good standing, full of the Holy Spirit and full of wisdom? Because if you are, you'll be a great deacon. And if every now and then we need you to serve a table, we know you'll step forward and do that too. But first and foremost, we want to see you excel in this call to which God has called you to as a man full of faith in God's Holy Spirit. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.